Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Now, back to Severe Reaction. Powered by Equitable Bank. We take banking personally. Here's your host, Michael Severe, on 1620 The Zone. O'Connell going to under center, eye formation. Maccabee, the deep back. Fertner is the fullback. They turn, give it off to Maccabee right side, hit at the goal line, but finds the end zone for a touchdown. And Purdue now has opened things up here late in the first half, up 26 to 10. Welcome back. Severe reaction. 1620 The Zone. Nebraska lost 41 yards yesterday. That's on carries or sacks. Nine yards for Purdue total loss. Only two official tackles for loss. I had four other plays where Nebraska had stuff plays, meaning zero yards the defense allowed on a carry. Um, but in the end, it was those lost yards. It was the extra turnover. Here's a crazy stat. Nebraska average yard per completion, 22.1 yards. Purdue, 11.2. So essentially half of what Nebraska did. But the, the stats are very similar. Net passing yards, 354 to 391. Just doing it in a different way, obviously. Um, Nebraska got the nice long run from Trey Palmer. But for running back-wise, um, only 15 carries from the running backs. Uh, we chatted about that a little bit earlier. Total plays 101 to 52. Man, Nebraska is lucky they have a bye week coming up because it'd be tough to bounce back after 101 plays. Remember that game against Penn State, and then the next week they came off of that and didn't play well. I think it was against Illinois, very tired. But this is great to have the bye week and then play Illinois in two weeks. Let's go back to the phones, 402-951-1620. That's where KG is this morning. What's up, Kevin? Hey, what's going on? How you doing today? Pretty good, man. Pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. 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 Hey. Yeah. Yeah. You just brought up some good points. I was just going to talk about the defense. Sure. I'm just like, wow. How do you go about fixing this in the next couple of weeks? I mean, do they know how long Luke Reimer's going to be out? Well, you got to get healthy. Uh, Reimer Reimer tried to practice this week, so I'm assuming he was close. Mm-hmm. So hopefully, and, back in two uh, weeks. Oh, okay. And hopefully, he's back by in Buford. What's wrong with Buford? Oh, I think that was a head injury. He came up early and dropped his head and tried to make that tackle. Oh. Uh, I think he knocked himself out on that play. That play, okay, yep, yeah, yep, I, yep. I remember that one. Oh man, he got rocked. first drive, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh my goodness yeah. gracious! So is he on concussion protocol? Did they? I, they did didn't they say, say, but I'm assuming that's what it was. And you know, the same thing kind of happened um, with Miles Farmer, but his was a shoulder, and so he came back in after the big shot that he gave, but Buford couldn't come back in. Mm-hmm. So. My question is, how do you go about – well, good thing they're not running into, like, the more pass-happy teams. And uh, another thing was our quick-score offense. It just seems like, man, that defense has only got, like, a minute rest, and then, then they come back out on the field. Right. And so, I was just like, geez. So, how do you go about kind of fixing this stuff before Illinois? What What is your – they got a long run, six weeks with a kind of more smash-mouth run defenses. I mean – I mean, run offenses. How do you go about fixing that, Michael? KG, I appreciate the phone call. I'll tell you this. 
Illinois is the most balanced team. I think I, I get to go back and look at everybody, but they're the most balanced team in the West for sure. Yesterday, Illinois, which just took apart Minnesota, uh, Illinois was, what do they have? It was almost identical for Illinois in terms of the way that they played. They outgamed Minnesota 472 to 180. 472 to 180. They had 220 yards passing, 252, no, 252 yards passing, 220 yards rushing. Absolutely balanced. They've also scored 182 points and allowed just 62. Now, Chance, I know you're not a math major. They played seven games. They've given up 62 points. Is that good? No. It's not good? Well. It's great. It's great. It's great. They, yeah, it's great. You <laughs> said I wasn't giving, a math major. You're giving up fewer than 10 points a game. You're doing pretty well. You can do better. 120-point difference in terms of their uh, differential from scoring to de- offense to defense. So, I mean, they're, they're a very solid team. Nebraska needs the rest. 62 points, by the way, is the fewest given up by any team in the Big Ten so far, and that's Illinois. Pretty good team right now. Let's go back to the phones where Alex is this morning. Good morning, Alex. Morning, Michael. How you doing this morning? I'm okay, man. You know, I'm I'm just getting ready for the Saints playing Cincinnati. I'm pretty excited. <laughs> I hate to say it, but I'm wearing orange already. So what are you doing? I'd say. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. I think your Saints will get them. They can't get their offensive line sorted out. So like Nebraska sounds like Nebraska. Yeah. Uh, hey, a, an observation and then a question for you. Mm-hmm. Um, a play that I thought was super indicative of Zach Duvall's work at Nebraska was the one, the fourth down play where Aiden McConnell scrambled for that first down. Yeah. Ty Robinson has a shot at him, and he's just a big, heavy, lumbering dude who gets put on skates by Aiden O'Connell. Like, that guy is an intramural flag football quarterback with a solid arm, and that's at best. He's not Lamar Jackson. He's not Kyler Murray. <laughs> that's bad. Yeah, and, but in the, I think in the open field – no, no, no offense. I don't know what kind of athlete you are, Alex. But I think in the open field, after playing say seventy-five downs of defense, you could put Ty Robinson on skates. All right, that's fine. That's fine. And uh, yeah, I'm shifty, so <laughs> there you I, go. <laughs> but old, so I'd probably tear something out there. There you go. Um, but yeah, that's fair. But ah, that was that was a little heartbreaking right there because I thought we had a chance maybe to get our offense back on the field. Yeah. Um, but then the question for you would be, if you would like to see Whip do one or two more things play-calling-wise, uh, what would those two things be? Well, I'm glad you asked that question, Alex. I appreciate the phone call. I love the move tight end. I love Chancellor Brewington, if it's Vokalek, any of the tight ends they have. I love move tight end and follow that to run the ball. That's what I want to see more of. I want to see more of what the Niners do, and I know it's – the Niners are one of the best run teams and run concepts in the NFL, and it's the NFL. But that's what they do a ton of. You got a lot of wham blocks, a lot of follows, a lot of counter-tray stuff. I, I want to see you run the ball with numbers. And and you don't have to, you're not going to maybe start off your initial alignment with numbers, but create numbers by bringing a Brewington in motion, by bringing a Vokalek in motion, by bringing any of those guys in motion. Sometimes it's a running back. You know what? Yant. Runs way too straight up. That's what he does. I get that. But he's a big body. So maybe, I'm sure he doesn't want to play fullback, but you use him maybe a little bit, and you don't always have to run behind him. 
He he influences where the defense is seeing because the fullback goes, and then you cut off of that. I, I just want to see more creativity in in the um the run game, and that's you know that's something that Scott Frost said when we kind of made fun of him when he was criticizing the offense because he wasn't involved with it. The creativity in the run game, and I know the offensive line is not good, but that requires you to be more creative in the run game. And there are a couple times where I thought Nebraska did something. I'm like, okay, I like that. I, I think that's what you have to do. But it's f- very few and far between. It's just they need to be more creative in their run game, especially when it involves your tight ends. Your tight end position is actually pretty good and, and deep too. You know, as, as Vocalect struggled out there with his ankle – and he still made a couple big plays. Um, I, I love the things that Chancellor Brewington can do. Um, I think Chris Hickman can be valuable in that. They've done some things with him playing in the slot a couple games ago. I would like to see more use of that tight end, whether it be blocking and also uh, in the routes too. So that's, that's what i like to see if you're going to change stuff in terms of the offense and definitely the run game. Let's go back to Scott. What's up, Scott? How are you? Good morning, Michael. How are you doing? You're the third Scott this morning. How about that? <laughs> Three Scotts. <laughs> You must have some older guys calling in today because uh, there's not a lot of Scots being born in the last 20 years. <laughs> the old names. Uh, I hope you and your family are doing good. I uh, appreciate that, uh, man. Thanks. You bet. Hey, uh, just a couple things, observation, then we got a question for you. Uh, I'll, I'll give the program credit. Uh, there were a couple times in that game and in the last three weeks where things happened that would be spirit breakers for that culture down there. And I'll give them credit. They, they fight and they don't give up, and I don't see dejection on the sidelines. So uh, I'll give them credit for that. Uh, Purdue's quarterback is is good, right? He's solid. He threw he threw three or four balls that are pro style, fit inside a very tight space where they had to be thrown. Yep, uh, I thought that was impressive. The thing I wasn't impressed with Michael is I didn't think their receiver scared me at all, and I thought there were a lot of underneath stuff where they picked off seven, eight, nine yards early in series just to make second down and third down really easy. I thought the cushions were really big. Um, and then last thing I'd like to hear your thoughts on, Michael, because I respect them on this. O-line, right? That's the, that's the big talk. When you look at the things that make up that pie chart, you know, maybe it's, maybe it's strength, maybe it's conditioning, maybe it's footwork. Uh, break down that pie chart where you see the real issues there. Appreciate it. Have a great weekend, man. You Bye. too, Scott. We talked about this a little bit earlier when old man Doug called. I still say if you're just going to go with two numbers, recruiting and development coaching, I think it's about 80-20. Um, there were a number of guys. So I watching Ben Hart on tape coming out of high school, I, I thought he was overrated in terms of what the services considered him. Um, and maybe that was part of where he was from. I don't know. Maybe it's part of it because of his size and the potential they were looking at because of his measurables. But I, I wasn't a huge fan. Now, on the other hand, Turner Corcoran, watching him on tape, he liked the real deal. He really did. He looked like the real deal coming out of high school. So the four-star he got, I thought, just based off the tape, was, was right. Um, but I think if you look overall at the way these guys are playing, and we've seen them now for four, five, even six years, it had to be a little wrong. Now, in terms of coaching, yeah, I think that they – have had some mixed messages from different coaches. I think when, when Greg was here, there was some snooping by some other coaches into it and, and changing some things he wanted to do, and that hurt him. Uh, I think Donovan's just learning you know, to be a full-time offensive line coach, and so he needs more experience as he goes along. But in the end, I just don't think the talent on offensive line is good enough. On the other hand, sometimes the communication looks so bad you worry about what they're doing during the week. 
What are they telling these guys to do when it comes to their keys during the week that they can't do on games? So you got to give a little bit of blame to coaching and development. At the same time, you can do whatever you want. If, if you don't have a talented, if you don't have a guy with want to on the offensive line, um, Jeremiah Searles on Big Red Wrap-Up said, you got to have some dog in them, right? If you don't have that, there's, there's no chance you have on the offensive line. Real quick before we take a break and end the hour, let's go to Matt. Go ahead, Matt. How are you? Hey, doing good. Hey, I'm joining late, so I'm not sure if you talked about this, but what about like a little bit of that inconsistency with Casey? Seems like sometimes he can nail that deep ball, and then other times just lofting it through. I don't know. It just kind of one of those things. I don't know if him getting beaten up in the ribs kind of prevents him from getting those deep balls later on in the game. But um, any insight on that? We're going to get to that, man. I appreciate the phone call. I'm going to do the, the Casey roller coaster coming up in the next hour. We'll take a break. We'll get to some of that. Because Casey reminds me of some other guys here that's been at Nebraska. And whether it's the shoulders that he's been banged up on, you mentioned the ribs. At the same time, he'll make a throw, and you'll go, he looks fine. And then he'll make a throw, and you'll go, ooh, something's wrong. And I know the pressure's a big part of it, but he admitted to yesterday some throws he missed, obvious ones, the one in the end zone and the two picks, but even more than that. We'll talk about that in the next hour. We come back, hour number two of Severe Reaction. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.